praise the Lord. Lift up your voice as you begin to magnify the name of the Lord tonight. Bless his name again and tell him how ready you are to receive his word tonight. It says, receive, I pray you, the engrafted word from him. Receive. For the entrance of the word gives light and it gives understanding. To one who is simple, who is ready, humble enough to receive. Praise the name of the Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. How many of us were here on Sunday? You were in the service on Sunday. Okay, just a few who are not here. How I wish that the majority of the people who were here on Sunday were also here today. Because we are going to add something to the Sunday teaching. And now they are missing that one. Praise the Lord. Amen. Where we were raised, and I have seen that I've taken the time to watch, and I've discovered that the greatest testimonies are born, not during Sunday services. The greatest testimonies are actually born in services like this. The services that the people despise the most. Where you have the least, you know, attendance or representation. That is where great testimonies are born. So most times you hear people give and say, and I was in Thursday service, and I was in Wednesday service, and I came at this and this and this. The weekday services give birth to the greatest testimonies, not the Sunday services. Praise the Lord. And, you know, I try to put myself in the, in the shoes of God <laughs> to kind of, you know, figure out why. You see, the one who goes the extra mile is the one who proves love, true or false. Amen. You know, it's, it's, it has become tradition. Sunday, yeah, sorry. Sorry, I say it's a, it's a normal thing. I say, I hear tradition, you know. So, Sunday there, sorry. So it's for a majority of people, it is actually effortless, quote and unquote. But the extra services, no, the weekday one, wako ejuma, wa bre, the traffic those extra steps. Those are the ones that actually prove your love for God. Praise the Lord. And God respects such moves. Amen. It's not because if you don't come for weekday services, the pastors will not have work to do. I tell you, there is a lot of work to do outside the church. Outside the church. For the last, how many, more, more than a month, I've been very, very busy, but it was not with church matter. The church goes beyond these walls. We are talking about the kingdom. Now, I've been very, very busy within that from the last month, almost two months. Just busy attending to issues. I'll be sitting in my somewhere, and people who want to marry will just come and say, please, we want you to do our counseling for us. 
you know, churches with issues will come and we'll have to go on. So, it's not just the special place that engages us. <laughs> you know, there's a lot to do out there. You've heard the bishop always say that the biggest pulpit is out there. There's a lot to do out there. And so actually what we come to do in church here is just to equip you for manifestation out there. Praise God. You know, it's to equip you for manifestation out there. Because that is where the work is. That's where the work is. Now we are all here. No, I, I think I know every face that is here. Then there's Ziza. By the time I finish ministry, and perchance I do give an altar call or make an altar call, there may be nobody that will respond. Why? Because we are all in. <laughs> right? But out there, there are thousands and one people, countless people, millions of people who have not even approached the door, talk less of going through it. And Jesus said, all of those ones, we must bring them in also. It's a lot of work. We have work to do. And that's why we cannot afford, you know, to just be like a desical about it. We have work to do. You were Juma Kesia, Kesia, yeah. Juma no edos wa esu. Ndi esa edi eni bray yesa Juma. Praise God. And we 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 cannot, you know. He said in Revelation three. He said, I wish that you were either hot or cold. I don't like the fact that you are lukewarm. He said, I prefer that you are either hot or you are cold. But he said, when you are lukewarm, what do I do? He said, I spew you out of my mouth. Praise the Lord. Friends, the end is nearer than we, ever, we can ever imagine. The end is nearer than we can ever imagine. And we've got to be up and doing so that when we stand before him, we shall have something to tell him. Praise the Lord. When you stand before him, you can have something to tell him about the work he left for you to do. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, he talks about, in Timothy, he said, the, the love of many waxing cold and the end time. And that's what we are seeing now. You see somebody who was very hot, a very hot Christian, a Jim Jim Christian once upon a time. Oh, just one or two open doors. Just one or two open doors. And the person is gone. Within a short time, we will say, the language so assistant. The attitude assistant. You know, his language has changed. His attitude has changed. His attitude towards the things of God has changed. And then the one who used to be so passionate about kingdom work now begins to tell you that that is one lie from the pit of hell that the enemy is using to cheat and rob a lot of Christians. Because what is in the heart must show on the outside, true or false. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Privilege of bringing the word again to you today. I want to really thank God for 
the great thing that he's doing in our lives and in the life of the ministry. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, the resident pastor is uh, had to be attend to an assignment elsewhere. Amen. Glory to Jesus. And so um, today, the bishop has asked me to, you know, um, continue with the teaching for Sunday because it is a very crucial subject. We are talking about tithing. That is one of the areas where the enemy actually deceives the elect. Hallelujah. That is one of the areas where he, the enemy actually robs the church of Jesus. Bringing up all manner of things, saying all manner of, of myths and beliefs and all manner of lies. And talking about the, the, the fact that somebody makes an issue of it that the word tithe does not appear in the New Testament. And I said he's a liar. Because Jesus Christ, even addressing the, the Pharisees and the scribes, he told them, he said, you tithe on all the materials, the, the, uh, what is it called? Instance, all, the, all your material things, you pay tithe on those ones. And then you forget the weightier matters. So, Jesus never came to cancel tithing because he said, I have come to fulfill the law, not to destroy it. Praise the Lord. How can one who tithes his own life to God now come and do away with, what, with, with, with tithing? Or do you not know that Jesus gave his life to God as a tithe? Have you not thought about it that way? Praise the Lord. He was in absolute partnership with God. And it was a partnership that was completely surrender. He was in absolute surrender to him and to his will. You think it's easy to die? That you are standing death in the face and you are walking and going to embrace it. See, in spite of the vows you made on your wedding day, eh? in spite of the vows you made on your wedding day, <laughs> there's a tribe in Nigeria, Pastor Vasi, they say, Life sweet, oh. <laughs> yeah. In spite of the vows you made on your wedding day, <laughs> now we love you. I will lay my life down for you as Christ loved the church. <laughs> in fact, Owoba, me piaos in Chenamachi. Praise the Lord. You think it's easy to die? Amen. It's not easy to die, friends. <laughs> you know you are going to die, pa. <laughs> Praise God. There was this story of uh, here you call him Kwakwa Nancy. In amongst the houses, it's called Gizo. The Bible, I say Bible. Hey, Bible pie, something like that. Who's Bible the baby? Amen. I say Kwakwa Nancy now. Oko wari ohini biba, and he was going to marry one king's daughter like that. And then the condition that the king gave was that he must drink a pot of boiled water. In fact, they put it this way: boiling water. And then he said, Ah. He said, this great feat that I'm about to do, just to prove my love for your daughter, O king, it shouldn't be done just between me and you. Let me invite all the people from my village and let them come and let them bear witness to the great love I have for your daughter. And he invited all his people. 
<laughs> and then he told the king, he said, Oh king, you see this thing I'm about to do, I'm about to drink a pot of boiled water and my life may go for it. Just to prove the love I have for your daughter, let me show it to all my village people so that they will know of a truth that I'm drinking a pot of boiled water to prove my love for your daughter. So that they will see the great love with which I love your daughter. And the king said, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. And then he went to the first relative. Daddy, see the water I'm about to drink. Just marry the king's daughter to prove my love for her. Touch it and see. Mommy, see the... By the time he went round, wow, any cheer. <laughs> Completed the story. <laughs> the water was cold. And by the time he said, people... Bear witness to this great love that I have for the king's daughter. And therefore, I'm drinking this pot of boiling water. And, wah, 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 wah. and the king said, yeah, what great love. Yeah, take. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. You know, it's not easy to die. Praise God. So today, it was Sunday we took the time. I took the time to make you to understand that. God's age-long desire, fertility, is to partner with you in everything. God never intended to leave us alone in anything. God intended from the beginning to be a part of our life, a part of our endeavors, a part of everything, a part of our affairs. Because he already knew it. We did not know it. We were so slow waking up to that truth that without him we can do nothing. But he already knew that we needed him to exist. We needed him to succeed. We needed him to be anything at all that we want to be. For he is the one who works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Except the Lord builds the house, the laborers work in vain. Except he keeps the city, the watchmen are awake in vain. So without him, indeed, we can do nothing as he expressed in John 15, 5. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to Jesus. So he already knew it. And he longed to be part and parcel of our affairs, of our lives, of everything that has to do with us. And because he also knew that with him in us and as part of our affairs being the centerpiece, he knew that then it would become difficult for the devil to handle us, if not impossible. But we took a long time making coming to that realization. As a matter of fact, as I'm talking to you now, some believers still haven't come to that realization. So they are still trying to go it alone. Taking God out of the picture and thinking that they can make it. Are you with me tonight? Amen. And so God did everything at different stages through the various dispensations. He came to show himself and offer himself as a willing partner us. But we kept on rejecting and rejecting and rejecting and rejecting him. But he never gave up. And even though that is his desire to be part and parcel of whatever concerns us, he would not force himself on us. That is not his style. Because he has already created us in our own, in his own image and likeness. He has given us the, a will and an ability to choose he has given it to us. And the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. And so he would want us to exercise our free will to enter into relationship with him. 
it were not so, then the whole world would have been born again by now. Don't you think so? Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So, at different points in time, he instituted ordinances. He set up, you know, things and measures that would make us to bring him in. And has waited patiently for us to come to that awakening. Praise the Lord. By allowing us to see clearly the difference you know, the different sides of the divide. And so tithing is one of such. Praise the Lord. So Sunday we talked about the tithing access to covenant wealth. And today we are continuing with that subject, the tithing access to covenant wealth part two. Praise the Lord. Because of our time, I wouldn't want to go so much into what I said on Sunday. Just get the teaching and listen to it. Though our live, the Facebook live stream people, they did a very wonderful thing. The message went on for, for almost all through the message and there was no picture. It was only logo. People should pray for them. Amen. And by the time I picked up the recorded one too, my voice didn't sound like my voice. People should pray for them. Amen. Praise the Lord. But I'm sure you at least the sound on the Facebook is listening. You won't, you won't see the picture, but get the sound. No problem. Amen. So go back to that one, please, and listen to it so that you can link up. Amen. So, I want to the, us to look at today the benefits or the blessings in tithing. And so, we're going to look at a few case studies. Hallelujah. Now, remember that on Sunday, I told us that the first person to do... Sorry, I'm leaving your altar. I'm coming to the front. Amen. The first person who began to, you know, the tithing journey was Abraham. Praise the Lord. And we see that in Genesis chapter 14. In Genesis chapter 14, we were told that, you know, a group of kings, about five of them, gathered together and they went against Sodom and Gomorrah. And they defeated Sodom and Gomorrah and took captives, you know, people, women, children, men, as well as goods. And uh, fortunately or unfortunately, Lot was part of those that were taken captive. And so when um, Abraham got the news, he decided to go and rescue his brother or his nephew. Praise the Lord. And what he did was to gather 318 servants of his whom he had trained in his own house. So with 318 servants, he went against five kings and their armies. Can you imagine what the number of the armies would be? One king's army. Do you, can you imagine what, what one king's army would be? Praise the Lord. But with 318 of his servants trained in his house, not in Bema camp. Amen? 
not in any shooting range, trained in his house. And he defeated them and was able to rescue not just his nephew, but everyone that was taken captive with every good they had. And destroyed the kings. So in verse 17, we're told that when he returned from that battle, a strange being met him by the name Melchizedek, who was called the, you know, the high priest of God. Melchizedek. Talking about Melchizedek, the Bible makes us to understand that he has no genealogy. We cannot trace him to any genealogy. He was called the king of Salem, meaning the king of peace. And they said he, was, he came out from the valley of the king. And his name Melchizedek means that the king of righteousness. Praise the Lord. And so, when you look at him clearly, you see that he was a type of Christ. It's like God came in that form and met Abraham. And the Bible said he blessed Abraham. And then Abraham gave him a tithe of all that he had gotten from the war. Abraham gave him a tithe of all. He did not ask it of Abraham. Abraham gave, decided to give the tithe to God. As an acknowledgement, I did not fight this battle and I did not win it by myself. Clearly, a divine hand was with me and I acknowledge that it was you, Lord. So I'm giving you this as an acknowledgement of our partnership and to say thank you for the help you gave to me. So I said, any time we refuse to pay our tithe, we are telling God that we did everything that we did and got everything we got by our own strength. We are telling God that he did not matter at all in the equation. But then, remember he had said in Deuteronomy 8.18 that thou shalt remember the Lord thy God for it is he who gave you power or gives you power to get wealth. Hallelujah. So, the power to get wealth comes from God. What is that power? That power is manifested in diverse ways. It talks about the health. It talks about the strength, yes. It also talks about the insight and the wisdom. Because wisdom is power. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So, now, Abraham gave tithe. The first to give the tithe. And we saw that when the, 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 the other kings or the, the king of Sodom, and when they came and they, they tried to offer him some goods, every booty he got from the wall, he gave it, after they paying the tithe, he gave it to the, to the king, of, king of Sodom and Gomorrah. He gave it to them. And then they wanted to give him all the goods. He said, oh, take this and take this. He said, no, 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 no. All I will expect of you to do is just to attend to my men. Give them their portion. But as for me, I won't take even a latch from you. Lest you say that you made Abraham rich. Are you seeing the connection? Are you seeing the thing? So Abraham understood who his source of wealth is. He understood it. And he was not going to allow any man by whatever title to underplay that truth. He knew who his source was. He said, I won't take anything from you. So that tomorrow you won't come and say that it is what you gave me that made Abraham rich. No, 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 no. You will not taint my testimony. I remember that when I went, you know, after the Lord had told me that 
if you believe I have healed you of the fibroids, why not go and check? And immediately he said that, I heard that I knew that the devil could not tell me that. The devil won't tell you to go and check whether you are healed. When it, somebody who doesn't want you to be free. How can he tell you to go and check? So when I went and, and then I told the fellow, I said, I am here for just one reason. Two scan reports showed I had fibroids. This were the dimensions. Now the Lord says he has healed me of the fibroids. And I've come to confirm my healing. And then, he said, okay, go and be stand. I should go and pray and come back. I went to eat, I came back again. Did you say you have fibroids? I said, you will not taint my testimony. I had fibroids, but the Lord had taken it out. That's what I want to do. I kept on emphasizing that one. Who told you you had fibroids? I said, two reports showed that I had fibroids. And this were their dimensions. But the Lord said he has taken it away. Praise the Lord. And what the Lord took away is still remains taken. Because it has never had force to come back and it cannot come back. Amen. This was 2002 and we are in 2021. But whatever the Lord doeth is forever. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's why, you see, when it, when it comes to, the, to, to my health, when it comes to healing, I, I don't, I'm not concerned. I don't care what symptoms I will see. I know that 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 my God will take care of it. I'm not moved. Amen. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. You must come to know him in that dimension and to that extent. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so, Abraham walked with God, tied, paid tithe. And the Bible told us in Hebrews chapter 7 that his descendants, all his they paid tithe in his loins. In fact, all of us were roped in that. We all paid tithe in his loins. Now, in chapter, in chapter, in chapter, in chapter um, 21, we see, okay, chapter 18, 19, we see God visiting and God talking to, to Abraham. Now, after he took that step in chapter 14, then we see that God promising him again. You go, you, when you read chapter 15, you read 17, you see that God talks to him again about the promise of an heir. And he assures him that the one born of his own loins is going to inherit him, not Eliezer, the servant. And then in chapter 21, we see the birth of Isaac. Now, before that time, between that chapter, his encounter from chapter uh, 12, when God called him out and asked him to go forth to a country that he did not know, where he himself would show him. From that time, we see Abraham walking closely with God in total obedience. And God began to prosper Abraham progressively. Praise the Lord. So, by the time actually he got to chapter 14, Abraham was already prosperous. Were a hungry man, he would not refuse what was being given. He had already become prosperous. And then we went on chapter 21. Then the promise was fulfilled and Isaac was born. And then by chapter 24, verse 1, the Bible said, And God blessed Abraham or has blessed Abraham in everything. God has blessed him in everything. Sarah, his wife, died. 
And then after that, in his old age, he took another wife, Keturah. And Abraham and Keturah had five children. In his old age. Hmm? Praise the Lord. So we see that God prospered Abraham. The tithe that he decided, that relationship he decided to enter with, you know, into with God, paid off all through his life. And it rubbed off on the lives of his descendants. Now we meet Isaac. Isaac is born into wealth, if you like, you know, in chapter 21. Chapter 22, God says, give me Isaac. They say, we'll tight now, we'll bet you I want blood. <laughs> Hallelujah. Give me your son Isaac. And the Bible said, Abraham did not argue. And he took the child to go and offer him. As a matter of fact, the Bible said he offered the child. Why? Because in his you know, mind and the realm of the spirit, indeed, he offered the child. And the Bible said, in the same realm, he also received him back. Hallelujah. So, he gave Isaac to God again. As a tithe unto God. And God even went crazy this time. By the time he was done with that one, God said, Have I not said to you that by myself I have sworn? In blessing I will bless you. Multiplying I will multiply you. Increasing I will increase you. Everything. In fact, <laughs> look Abraham. I'm telling you today that in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. They will name up themselves after you. Ah, look, Abraham, let me tell you something. You see, by myself have I sworn. Anyone that curses you is cursed. Anyone who blesses you is blessed. Look, Abraham, I told you, everything ah, is yours. Hallelujah. And so Abraham was called Abraham of God. Hallelujah. He saw wealth. He saw affluence. And Isaac came into that and continued in that covenant. Because if he did not continue, you know, there's something that we see commonly in the Old Testament. You'll find that mostly in the Kings and the Chronicles. And they'll say, and this, the son of this king continued in the ways of his father or did not continue in the ways of his father. It was a tradition. That when the, you have, you know, your children are born, you train them in the way that you have been going. Praise the Lord. And so Isaac was also trained. And God, Abraham taught him tithing. And he also began his work. And we saw what happened to him in Genesis chapter 26. Praise the Lord. That he became so stupendously rich that a whole nation envied him. Glory to God. A whole nation envied him. They became afraid of him. Why? Because the covenant was operational. When we work with God in partnership, the covenant answers to us. And tithing is one avenue that that is one of the, the, you know, the, the, the triggers of the covenant. Tithing is one of the triggers of your covenant of wealth with God. God just wants you to understand that I am part of what you are doing. Acknowledge me as such. I am your source. In Genesis chapter 17, God told Abraham, he said, I am your exceeding great reward. 
walk before me and be perfect. I, God, I am your reward. Praise God. And so when, 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 when we walk with God in that covenant, in the covenant of tithing, we are actually staring up and opening ourselves up to the, to the benefits of the covenant and everything that the covenant contains. And financial prosperity is one of it. Isaac enjoyed it. Jacob enjoyed it. Jacob's beginning was not good. His beginning was not good. Praise the Lord. His beginning was full. It's, it's, it's as if he was living an accursed life, more or less. Even though he was an elect. Because he thought he would go in the way of the world. His older brother Esau had sold his birthright to him. He was angry and needed food. He said, give me your birthright. He was a businessman. Give me your birthright. You want my food? I'll give it to you, but give me your birthright first. And he said, oh, what is birthright to a dying, dying man? He said, swear to me. So he committed him to giving him the birthright. And then he gave him the birthright. And then it didn't end there. Now Isaac was old and close to death. And says, I want to bless my children because there is the blessing that a father must never take to the grave. I call it a solid blessing. Praise the Lord. Every father is supposed to empty that blessing. For, and, and you see, we, that blessing, the father cannot just release it at will. You draw it with service. And if you, the biological children of the man, cannot draw it, whoever acts as a son to the person or as a child, whoever plays the role that you should have played, you draw it. That blessing was upon the head of Joseph. It became impossible for him to be, to be pushed down or to be hidden or to be covered or to be cursed. It is called the blessing. Praise the Lord. That's for another day. Amen. And, and, and you know, Rebecca had overheard Isaac, her husband, telling Esau, go and get me the game that I love so much. Come and prepare me the venison that delights my heart so that I will eat and then my soul shall bless you before I die. The woman said, Abba. Say, Jacob, see your woman. You know, just imagine, put that situation in the African movies for today. Praise the Lord. And then she said, hey, Jacob, my son, come, 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 come. Everybody is protecting his own favorite. Jacob, my son, come, 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 come. Aya, this is what I heard your father say. Go, 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 go and bring it. I know how, I know the, how to prepare the thing your father loves. Go and bring it, go and bring it. And to cut a long story short, he did and then presented before Esau could return. And again, he took the blessing. And by the time Esau came back, my father, is there not even one blessing left? He said, uh-uh. There's none, my son. I have made your brother head over you. And indeed, you shall be his servant. But when you are fed up, <laughs> by the time you are angry and fed up, then you can break the, that yoke and change the situation. 
And I was reading, <laughs> looking at the life, at the meeting of, uh, of Esau and Jacob, when Jacob was now returning back. And I realized that indeed, when you read Genesis chapter 29, you read 29, you read 31, you read 32, when they met, and I realized that indeed Esau did break that thing. Because by the time, how do I know? By the time that Jacob met him and said, I, see the presents I brought to you. God has blessed me from where I came. You know, I went with one staff and came in in two bands. Now see, the, all these gifts are for you. He said, no, keep your gifts. I don't need them. I have more than enough. Praise the Lord. So it meant that even that little blessing that was spoken, and the fact that he hearkened to the voice of God to take that anger and bitterness out of him, he was able to overturn the thing, to also get blessed. Praise the Lord. And so Jacob's life was tough-sitter-vee like that. Everywhere he went, they were cheating him. Everywhere he went, they were robbing him. Labored seven years for a wife. They gave him the wrong woman. Had to labor another seven years before he got the right one. And then when he got it, now I was back and all that, all manner of things. Then they, okay, go and work. And then, oh, I'll serve you. Okay, I need wealth now. Uh, I'll go and work. And then Laban, he said ten times he changed his wages. Until finally. But remember that before that time. Let's read that one. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Hallelujah. Give me Genesis chapter 28. saying, if God will be with me and keep me in this way that I am going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on, move on, so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God, yes, and this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house and of take note, say of all that you give me I will surely give a tenth to you hallelujah praise the Lord of all that you give me I will surely give a tenth to you he made this vow while he was fleeing and within the time that he stayed he sojourned with Laban he was a prosperous man before he left after all the, 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 the cheating and the robbing and the lying and the deceiving and everything, now God gave him, in response to this commitment and this vow, God gave him an uncommon wisdom as to how to acquire the wealth. 
And Laban tried to overturn it several times. God gave him the wisdom. And he went and cut, you know, two poplar trees. And then made marks on them. And then he was the one that was tending Laban's cattle. And, you know, Laban acknowledged that his livestock, that he has been blessed because of Jacob. He acknowledged it. Just as, you know, uh, Potiphar acknowledged that the presence of Joseph in his house, in his household, was a blessing to him. May your presence where you are be a blessing to that place. May your family say, because of your presence in our family, this family is blessed beyond measure. May it be said concerning you at your place of work, that because of your presence, this place of work is prospering. May you be a carrier of blessings. Hallelujah. Laban acknowledged that God had blessed him because of Jacob. And so, God gave him that, that wisdom on how to gather his own wealth. Because now he had told his, 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 his father-in-law, his uncle and father-in-law, that now I have children, I have wives, I want to go back to my home and to my country. But of course I shouldn't go empty-handed. I have a family to take care of. And each time that Laban will turn, God will give him another wisdom. Each time he will turn, God will give him wisdom. And so just by putting those things that he has done, when he checks through and he sees that the strong ones are, are, the, are the you know strict ones, then he puts them, then he makes them to water at a particular place. Looking at that, that's the power of vision. You can't beat it. Looking at the, the, the poplar trees he has marked. And when they do that, as they drink water from there, when they mate and they conceive, they all became popular, you know, strict cattle. When Laban turns it again, and then he's going to see the thing has changed, he will also turn. And at the end of the day, when Jacob was going back to his own country, he went with only a staff, but he returned in two calves. He was rich beyond measure. Glory to Jesus. What about Joseph? Joseph became so blessed, so blessed that in a foreign land, he became a ruler. A man of authority in a foreign land. And God used him as the nucleus for the new settlement of the new nation that he was, he was setting up. And one thing I want to add, another blessing that Jacob got from this vow was a change of destiny. Genesis chapter 32, the Bible said as he was afraid of the brother he divided his family and servants and everything and then he remained behind with the beloved of his life, Rebecca uh, Rachel and the Bible said that when father he was left alone then he wrestled he said a man came to wrestle with him but at the end of the day we, we saw who that man was, wrestled with him and would not prevail and wrestled and wrestled with him and would not prevail. And the Bible said, when the man saw that he was not prevailing, then he touched the hollow of his thigh. He, 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 you know, he weakened him. Touched the hollow of his thigh because the day was about to break and the day mustn't break on him. It was to live before the day would break. And then, at that point in time, the Bible said, Jacob held on to him and said, bless me or else I won't let you go. 
And the blessing came in this form. What is your name? He said, Jacob. He said, that is the end of that phase of your life. It is the end of the phase of struggle and sweat and toil and deception. Losing, you know, you know, laboring and not seeing the fruit of your labor. He said, it is the end of it. That chapter is closed from this day. From today, a new you is born. And that new you is in fact a nation. He said, you are no longer Jacob. Your name is now Israel. For with God have you wrestled and prevailed. Hallelujah. You can stem that negative trend in your family. Who told you that you have to follow suit? Say the men in our family, they don't do well. Who told you that? Who have you been listening to? And the only guests in our family, they don't want to marry you. And worry. Yeah, Jenny say you you rough rough. Mama, you say you cry and you sing. Praise the Lord. Who told you that? Who told you? Who have you been listening to? Huh, hallelujah. Say my story is different. Hallelujah. Amen. That face ended for Jacob and a new day dawned for him. Glory to Jesus. It was a new beginning. It was just blessing and lifting and prosperity and flourishing and ease. I make bold to tell you that your struggles are over. If only you will walk with God and agree with him. And you will not doubt him. And you will walk with him in faith and in humility. I make bold to announce to you that your struggles are over. Your family lineage is about to see the first superfluously, stupendously wealthy person. <laughs> a controller and a commander of wealth. Released from the God of wealth himself. Source knows no end. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to Jesus. In a few minutes, I want to talk about Jesus. Amen. Go and read about Joseph. You know his story, you know everything. was sold as a slave, but he didn't end up as a slave. He became a destiny, destiny decider. Pharaoh told him that, you see, he said, only on the throne, only by the throne am I greater than you. Just, that's just it. In other words, I am a figurehead, that's all. You are the real Pharaoh. Hallelujah. Let's look at Jesus. Please give me Philippians chapter 2. Chapter two. Now, Jesus sold his life unto God and unto his purpose. He did not think anything about himself. He willingly embraced death because he wanted to see the will of the Father be achieved. 
the father's desire was to save this dying world. This world that is decaying, that is lost and heading on the fast lane to destruction. But love could not allow him to watch us die. And yet, the demand of justice had to be met. And justice says the soul that sinned must die. But love says, let him live and not die. And Jesus became the embodiment of God's love and decided to lay his life down to save this dying world that was not looking for him, not ready for him. For the same people he was about to give his life for were the same people that were plucking his beard, were the same people that spat on him, were the same people that flogged him, were the same people that insulted him and despised him. The same people. But all he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Say, for if the enemy indeed had known it, they would not have crucified the king of glory. Hallelujah. And because of that sacrifice, look at the glory, the honor that Jesus today bears. And you know, that name Jesus is the embodiment of everything that God is. Verse 5. For sake of time. Let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. Go ahead. Who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Go ahead. But made himself of no reputation. He was God, equal with God, but he decided to derobe himself. Made of himself of no reputation. Taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men. Kappa. Go ahead. And being found in appearance as a man. Did you see that? Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. That was why when they came to arrest him at the garden, sir, and that apostle of his, we later got to know it was Peter, Peter the erratic one, that took his sword and cut the ear of one of the servants of Caiaphas. And then he said, ah, do you think, do you think that I don't know who I am? Do you for any minute think that I've lost sight of who I am? Don't you know that I am able to call from heaven legions of angels that will come there? These people wouldn't be able to touch me. But didn't you see that the moment they said we were looking for Jesus of Nazareth, and when he said it is high, they all fell. They couldn't even stand the power in his voice. The moment he said it is I, keep, 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 they were being slain under the power. <laughs> in other words, he's telling them, he said, Look, it's because I have chosen this path. My life. Is going up because somebody is taking it for me. I willingly put it down myself. For I have been given the power to lay it down and to take it up again. When Pilate was trying to mess her phone and was trying to, you know, talk to Mother Bola, he said, Look, let me tell you something, Pilate. 
the reason why you are able to do all these things is because it, that is, it has been given to you to do that now. It's not because you have power over me. Because you cannot have power over me. Anytime the people wanted to confuse, you know, because of how he had reduced himself and humbled himself to embrace his mission. Anytime people want to confuse you, tell them, you say, look, when the Jews were trying to come and say, Abraham, Father, I say, look, before Abraham was, I am. <laughs> and they said, what, what is this man talking? What about them? Praise the Lord. Amen. Nobody took his life for him. He willingly laid down. That was why, you see, by the time they said they were going to go and do, check and break the leg and kill, make, kill him, force him to die. By the time they got there, he had given up the post. Nobody killed him. He gave up the ghost. He gave it up. He gave it up. He gave it up. Of his own will, he gave it up. Glory to Jesus. <laughs> what a sacrifice. He said he did not, he, he was found in appearance as man. He did not consider his robbery to be called God, made equal to God, because that's what he is. He said, yet he made himself of no reputation, took upon himself the form of a bond servant, and then being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross, the most shameful death. Please go ahead. I'm wrapping up in a jiffy. Therefore, what does therefore mean, please? Therefore, no interest Glory to God. As a result of, I can't wait to see your babies. They, they will be very cute. <laughs> they will be very cute. Yeah. Eh, when something is nice, you have to say it. Me, uh, yeah, I don't know how to pretend. They are good looking. Very, very cute couple. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Pray that you won't have to be looking at your children like this. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Therefore, as a result of, that means something had taken place leading to the what is now being, taken, being now expressed. So therefore, because of what he did, because he gave up his reputation, because he laid his life down, because he made himself so nobody, and took on the form of a bond servant. He said, because of that. Therefore, God also. <laughs> also means in response. In response to what he had done. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him. Say highly exalted. <laughs> Hallelujah. And given him the name which is above every name. Say above every name. Next verse. At the name of Jesus, <laughs> every knee should bow. Say every knee. I don't care what knee is trying to, to, to lord it over your life. That knee bows right now. In the name of Jesus. He said every knee should bow. Of those in heaven. And of those on earth. And of those under the earth. <laughs> 
across all the realms. When the name of Jesus is mentioned in heaven, all the angelic beings, all the elders, everybody bows. And all the forces on the earth bow. And all the forces beneath the earth bow. That's why it does not matter <laughs> where your name and your destiny has been taken to. The name of Jesus is a strong tower. The righteous runs into it and is safe. At the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth. Next verse. And that every tongue, every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. The tongue of sickness confesses Jesus as Lord. The tongue of poverty confesses Jesus as Lord. The tongue of stagnation confesses Jesus as Lord. The tongue of lack and want confesses Jesus as Lord. The tongue of backwardness and any form of premature abortion of your blessings, they confess Jesus as Lord. In the name of Jesus, the tongue of rejection, dejection, oh, depression, and every such thing, they confess Jesus as Lord over your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. He said they first of all gave themselves unto him. They first of all made themselves tight unto God. I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you should give your lives before him. Give it unto him as a living sacrifice wholly acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service. They first of all gave themselves to him. When your life is a tithe unto God, you will not struggle to give your money as a tithe. You will not struggle to pay tithe of anything. And let me tell you, friends, the tithe, whether you like it or not, you will pay. If you don't pay it to God, the devil will take it. So choose who you pay it to. When you pay it to the devil, you have lost. But when you pay it to God, you have won. He will release ideas. He will give you wisdom. He will bless you with health. That is the only thing that God says. Prove me now here with. Prove me. He said, do it and put me to the test. God says, try him. God said, prove him. How many of us have had a testimony? You've had an encounter from your title. You've, you've, you, you have a testimony. You, you are a witness that, that you have been blessed. Paying tight unto God. How many of you in this house? Hallelujah. you that was involved in that accident that happened. why did you have to get down from the vehicle and enter another one and then the, as they left the, some, the person that sat where you should have sat that was the person that died and you are alive why are you not the one that is mad on the streets confused hungry and dejected why is it not you going naked on the road? Hallelujah. Why are you not the one that is jobless? What day has gone that God did not put food in your mouth to eat? 
your clothes are old, but are you naked? You said all you are eating is gari. Are you eating sand? You don't know gari is a delicacy. Me cry, even heaven cry, we eat gari. Praise the Lord. It's a delicacy. And in Nigeria, it has a very sweet companion. It's called kulikuli. Not the kind of kulikuli you sell here. Oh. When you bring kulikuli, when you combine the two, gari and kulikuli, abba. Chai, chai, chai. I call you. Praise the Lord. Friends, lift up your hands towards heaven. Please give us that our scripture in, in Corinthians. He said they first of all gave themselves. Please give yourself over to him right now. I want you to lay your life down at his altar. Say to him, Lord, here am I. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. I put my entire life at your disposal. I don't own myself. of me I live to please you Lord I live to do your will I live to worship you Lord I live to honor you Lord I lay my life down at your altar oh God I am a living sacrifice unto you oh God You will see fruitfulness. You will see fruitfulness as you commit to be faithful in your tithing. The Lord has granted you unlimited access to covenant wealth. Everything you lay your hands upon to do shall turn to a thought of gold for you. It shall produce for you in the name of Jesus. name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Friends, listen to me. You see, because you have agreed to go with God in this tangent, let me tell you something. The access to covenant wealth has been given to you in an unlimited measure. Even when you say you are joking, this one comes to me, dear grow, keke. Me dear grow, keke. Me dear grow. You just talk something, me dear grow. It will begin to yield for you. You will see fruitfulness that you have never imagined in the name of Jesus Christ. In the most unusual place, that is where you are going to reap wealth. In the most unusual places, the thing that people despise, that they do not even think that anything good will come out of, when you handle it, if you turn to gold, get ready for a visitation of ideas. Get ready for a visitation of ideas. Get ready for a visitation ideas. Get ready. There's going to be a rain of ideas upon you. In the name of Jesus. It will bombard you in your sleep every time. In your waking moment. You are sleeping. You are seeing it. You are sitting. You are seeing it. In open visions. The ideas will just be flooding in. Flooding in. Flooding in. Flooding in. Flooding in. In the name of Jesus. And as the ideas come. 
the one who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure would energize you to operate those ideas and you'll see fruits you'll see fruits in this assembly there shall come forth men and women who shall provide answers solutions to long-lasting problems in the society some of you God will use you to provide that cure to certain difficult areas in the health sector God will use you to sort out naughty financial issues God will use you just like he used Joseph you operate and walk in such dimension of wisdom that the world has never seen before receive that visitation in the name of Jesus receive that visitation in the name of Jesus receive that visitation in the name of Jesus it is settled in the mighty name of Jesus hallelujah friends give the Lord a big big clap offering and let's receive Pastor Stanley to take our offering and then he closes us amen please take the offering and close us don't call me again for wealth. Lift up your voice and begin to appreciate. Father, we thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. we know that we come here 8 o'clock sharp and then we we, we, we we start our teachings from our bishop make sure you invite somebody don't come alone, bring somebody and you hear the mommy saying that Jesus gave himself as a tithe so your number one tithe is to bring somebody to the church, hallelujah if you can bring somebody, you can also give your money. Hallelujah. And I know you are bringing about 10 people on Sunday. And the Lord will bless you more. He will give you a name. That is above every name. Hallelujah. Amen. And Saturday, tomorrow Friday, our brother and our sister, they are having a they are traditional one. So please, let's pray with them and join them. Support them financially. And pray with them. 
Saturday, say Saturday. Saturday, we are all going to Taman. So please don't take yourself out. If you didn't come, your wedding will not come. So make sure you participate. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you. May you have sweet sleep tonight. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'm great. I'm great.